Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you. We're getting to the middle, the middle of the month. Hump month. <laughs> Speaking of humps, oh my gosh, so much brouhaha over old Patrice. You know, the Bible says that a good name is better than riches, right? Well, apparently, <laughs> Patrice decided, uh, Patrice, the founder of Black Lives Matter, one of the female founders because you know it would take a woman completely occupied by spirit of Jezebel and all kinds of other things to come up with a Marxist solution Mm -hmm. to keep people in bondage her people nevertheless and any of us who are busy shouting down our televisions and social media campaigns cannot believe what's happening in Minnesota and all across the nation for the past few months, few months. Oh my gosh. Past couple of years, actually. I mean, I guess we have the Obama administration to thank for uh, black lives matter for sure. And it has been relatively underground because that's where behemoth lives. Look that up in your Bibles. Behemoth behemoth reminds me of those, that movie with Kevin Bacon. What was that? With like the giant desert. They, they're like worms. Ugh, gross. And they come up out of the ground. Like when you least expect, like all you just see this thing humping it across, speaking of humps, humping it across a desert bed. And then bam, it just eats you alive. Welcome to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> so some of you are like, oh, but what about my sign, Monica? I mean, aren't we supposed to love black people? Well, duh. What a dumb question. If you're asking that question while apologizing for yourself because you're white, I don't know what to say to you. You need to read your Bible. There. That's what I'll say to you. Patrice and her name. You know what her name is? Patrice Khan. Khan Colors. K-H-A-N. Khan. But really, really living up to that name, speaking of good names, by... By dastardly deeds, though, with regard to riches, wow, Patrice Con, Patrice the Con, colors. Imagine that. I mean, some people really do live up to their names, and there there really is nothing like a good name. I mean, just ask your credit companies. I I write a book about having a good name. Because for so many years, I was so broke and busted and disgusted because of my daughter's medical bills and other things, circumstances in my life for years, like over a decade. I was so embarrassed, I couldn't get credit if I paid for it. And you do pay for it out the wazoo if you do not have a good name. But I couldn't get things that I really wanted to be able to afford for my daughter. And, you know, it was really a blessing because I... It kept me from going into credit card debt and other forms of debt that a lot of people are drowning in, quite honestly. 
And so the whole credit scoring system is such crap, as most of you know. Um, but you being able to pay your bills is is a blessing. I just said that to someone today. It is an absolute blessing. I, I thank God whenever I pay my electric bill. Because I remember a time when I didn't have the money to do so, and I had to ask my church and other people for help. And it also means I'm not living under a bridge in a cardboard box. Perspective matters, right? So I'm grateful that I get to pay my electric bill. Now, Patrice is going to be paying a rather hefty electric bill living in her one point blah, blah, million dollar home. Uh, Actually, I believe she owns four of them now. It's been disclosed. Multi-million dollar homes in predominantly white neighborhoods. And here's the thing. I when someone sent me the 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 breaking story this weekend, I I thought to myself, oh, here we go again. That's all we need. Right before Minnesota breaks loose, and for me, it's like I've never really been offended by people's wealth because I understand that God is not a God of of broke, busted, and disgusted. Now, can He meet you in your poverty? Heck yeah, because He did it for me and mine, and He'll do it for you, and He does it for people all the time. And for for those people who are out here, you know, we're going to end poverty, the war on poverty. I'm like, okay. You know, I want you to see where the majority of their money goes. We're going to end poverty. Sounds good, though, doesn't it? It makes you feel warm and fuzzy. But the bottom line is, it's like the height of arrogance for anyone to ever say they're going to end poverty. This is a big point of contention for me. You've heard me whining about it on another show because I hate it. Because there's a difference between helping the poor and taking care of widows and orphans, which is exactly what we're called to do according to what true religion is and keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. But we're not doing that. We create campaigns and nonprofits and things that we can, you know, funnel as storefronts, as laundromats, you name it. Uh, All forms of craziness and shenanigans go on in your nonprofit sector. It just does. It just does, but it's in the name of helping your neighbor, right? I mean, how do you think the Democrats have advanced to to the extent they have? By playing and dancing on your feelings, especially Christians, because why? We don't read our Bibles, (laughs) and if we do, we don't believe them. Yeah, we know better. Our way is better, Lord. We're going to end poverty, and Jesus is like, okay, cool. Well, good luck with that, Uh, because I already told you, you're always going to have the poor with you. Just fun fact. So do we turn our heads and just say, well, Jesus said they'd always be there. So, you know, that's that. No, we don't. That is a sin. That is inexcusable, unacceptable. No, we help the poor. And one of the best ways to help the poor is to provide opportunity. That is the best way to help the poor. Now, what has Patrice Kahn colors done? She has conned an entire globe. Some of you believe that Black Lives Matter is only a U.S. issue. No. This is this is geopolitical jihad. It is. It absolutely is because it's funded by the most nefarious demonic forces you can think of. And it's not just Uncle Soros, but it's certainly, George has a lot to do with it. Because globalism and the New World Order is the plan at hand. But I got news for you, fellas. We got the God world order at work over here. And I only need 300. I don't need billions of dollars. I need 300 committed men and women and youth of God to pull this off. 
That's all I need. And what do I mean pull that off? What I mean is getting off your tushes and getting out into industry, into your neighborhoods, into opportunity zones, creating opportunities. If you are a man or woman of industry and you are a man or woman of of means by virtue of your own entrepreneurship, it is time for you to tap into President Trump's Opportunity Zone Initiative, get yourself certified in that regard, understand what's going on, the incentives, and get out there and start rebuilding these communities. And Minnesota should be ground zero for us. Minnesota should be ground zero for the church. I was on Stu Peter's show today. Some of you will not watch it because the title was so over the top. <laughs> You're just, I mean, I've had some people just read it and go, okay, turning the channel uh, because I'm white. And because the, the title was extraordinarily provocative about rounding them up, <laughs> talking about black youth. But, uh, <laughs> but what you got to know is what I went on to say was... <laughs> What had happened was, what I said was that the church needs to be out front. Why are we not leading through the streets of Minnesota with with praise and worship? Why don't we have a shofar? Why aren't we literally out there uh, calling those walls to fall? D- doesn't anyone have a mandate to do that within the body? I mean, am I the only one with that idea? And I don't even have a church. If I do, I don't know it. I don't know. Maybe you're a member. But I'm not a pastor. But I am someone who loves God and I love my country. And so when I say I'm leading the charge, what I mean by that is I'm calling you to action. And I may as well go ahead and break this to you. So I am, you already know that my tour kicked off um, about a month and a half ago in Tennessee. Well, actually, actually, it started here in Georgia in old Forsyth County. And boy, am I proud of Forsyth County. They just overturned their establishment GOP, I mean, on mass, it was it was beautiful, especially a GOP that was attempting to hijack and mine information with foreign entities via a voting app. Mm-hmm. Some of you are going to be called to do that too in your respective counties and states. Your good old GOP lazy bums don't want to have paper ballots, and they want to be technologically advanced because the Democrats do it. Well, of course they do it because they're cheaters. So do we want to be godly or not? Does this Is this going to be God's world order? Or are we just going to try to beat the Democrats at their own game with their own practices? Mm. And listen, I'm not afraid of some good old-fashioned guerrilla warfare, GUE. I'm really not. I'm really not afraid of that at all. I think it's necessary. I think Republicans are so stuffy and pearl-clutchy, pearl-clutchers to the extent of our detriment, and so is the church. We're like literally whitewashed tombs. There's no reason for for all of those folks to have been completely zombified in their brain activity to to take to the streets like animals, literally the animalistic nature. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. And I would say it on a national television broadcast on Fox News, CNN. I don't care. Bring me. I'll say it. Because it's true. We have two natures we're ever going to answer to. And it's either going to be our primal animalistic nature, which is, according to Scripture, called our lower nature, a.k.a. our flesh. Or it's going to be our higher nature, which is God's Holy Spirit. Now, does someone stealing a television from Walmart while beating the crap out of police cars and burning things to the ground, burning people out of their businesses, beating each other up, Does that sound like you're operating in your higher nature? No, it doesn't. 
There, I'll answer it for you. What it says is that people are operating in an animalistic nature, and all of us only have two options, the beast nature or the spirit nature. Take your pick. So for those of you who would be like, oh, that is so racist, wrong, eh, try again. <laughs> I'm like the least racist person you're going to find. And if we're being honest, we should all be race-centric because there's only one race, the human race. Thank you, Alvita. One blood. Thank you, Jesus. That's in his word. It is written. There is one blood. We are all of one blood. So we need to start defending each other in the word, with the word. We need to start showing up and taking our cities back and the jurisdictions thereof on behalf of God. People need to be saved. People need to be redeemed. My Pomeranian needs to be redeemed right now because she is forever barking in the middle of my podcast. Thank you for your patience. But people need redemption. He came to set the captives free. That's not going to happen from our recliners and from the daggers that we spew on social media. It's not going to happen. These little silos and circular firing squads we've created of, of contemplation and conversation online, it's not conversation. It's extraordinarily destructive. I have to tune it all out in order to live 50,000 feet above all of this mess so that I can have a clear head and a clear spirit whenever I'm looking at these things. And I'm calling you to the same thing. It is imperative so that you can be of value to your own family first, your own health, your own families, your own communities. It is crucial for you to become ecclesia-centric and minded right now, which means your community church, you have got to become your church. You are the body. You are the church. You cannot wait for pastors to open their doors and rise up. If your pastor hasn't opened his door by now, you don't need to go to his church. And don't tell me he's heard from the Holy Spirit because I don't believe that unless you're in an area where God really is strategizing and it's not time to open the church. But I'm telling you, few and far between are those with the courage and with the fortitude, men and women, of the Holy Spirit and to trust our Father. Whenever it comes to praise and worship, where is the Lord? He inhabits what? The praises of his people. We worship God in what? Truth and in spirit. So when people talk about praise and worship, right? Praising comes from your lips, your arms extended in the air. You're you're that beautiful tuning fork from heaven where God's spirit flows down into you and you receive things that you would never receive from another human being. It's impossible. You can't. And then you're empowered and you're on fire, and you are merciful, and you're compassionate, but you're sober. You're not placating. You're not complicit. You're not shrinking back. You love people, and I'm telling you, whenever you show up, and you listen to people, and you show up with the Spirit of God on you, and you love them, you'd be amazed. People recognize love when they see them. They just do. Now, I'm not saying to get out here and get yourself killed or beat up or beat down in certain areas that you have not been called to. If you have not been called there and you do not have the faith to do so, what I'm telling you now, don't go because you got a lot of demon activity out there. But I'm talking to the leadership of this country in the way of the bride of Christ. Where are you? 
why have we not had phone calls about descending upon various cities across this country to reclaim the territory and jurisdiction for our father? That is not an indictment. It is a question. If you are a church leader and you're hearing me, please email me and let's have a discussion about this because it needs to happen like yesterday. I realize there's no distance in the spirit. I understand that. But the Israelites didn't just sit in the desert and blow their shofar because there's no distance in the spirit. They actually walked around those walls. And on the seventh trumpet, that sucker fell. So I think it's time for us to get in tune with the spirit. Now, as far as Patrice goes, I don't really care where that chick lives. I'll be honest with you. It is extremely hypocritical. But if you think for two seconds that Patrice cares about her people, much less you know, her people, what's her, I even hate saying that because there's not her people and my people and their people. Uh, that's just dumb. That is very secular humanism crap. But you know, why isn't Patrice living amongst her folk? I mean, that's a question, right? Because white people are so bad. I could have an entire show around that and y'all for sure would blow up my phone talking about, or my emails talking about what a racist I was. Because, you know, I'm white. I'm not supposed to have those conversations, but the joke's on you. Because I've spent my entire life in the entertainment industry in black gospel music, R&B. I mean, I, listen, I'm no stranger to how industry works and how the game is played in every industry, not just music. And if you don't think politics is theater, come on now. Come on. In other news, I'm very excited about lawfare. Ah, you guys know I've been talking about that a lot lately. And what is lawfare, right? Well, there's a gentleman by the name of Matt Whitaker. You may remember Matt Whitaker was the interim AG between Jeff Sessions and William Barr. And Matt Whitaker has, uh, is standing up America First Foundation. Why is that important? Because the America First Foundation is going to, is building the architecture right now in order to enforce laws with constitutionally avowed and, and minded centric attorneys. Those who understand law, those who understand what you are up against, what we are up against with regard to the molestation of our civil liberties, which we are watching daily. Uh, potentially being on the chopping block. And if you don't think that's happening, listen, you guys, we are legit living in 1933 Germany. And if you want to read something scary, you go read the piece that I put up from the Anne Frank Museum on my Twitter feed. That stuff happened, because this is how behemoth works. Behemoth works underground for a very long period of time. It's like these worms, I'm telling you. (laughs) They're parasites. They're like giant earthworms or tapeworms, rather. They're tapeworms. They they feed off of the psyche of, of Americans, of people, of fear, of hatred, of unforgiveness, of bitterness, envy, jealousy, covetousness. They feed off of that energy. I'm, I'm not kidding. This isn't a sci-fi uh, testament. This is what it is. Spiritually speaking, this is what happens. And so you just keep feeding that dragon. You know, the enemy starts out as a snake in the garden. He ends up a dragon <laughs> at the end of the story. What does that tell you? We keep feeding that sucker. What you feed grows, right? So we keep feeding this narrative of hatred and mockery and, you know, and, and just 
tomfoolery and, you know, all these accusations and bitterness, and we're not speaking the truth. Like, this is God's territory. This is God's jurisdiction, and he shows up through you and through me, and he wants those people in Minnesota to be saved. He wants drug addicts to come off of their drugs. He wants the person caught in adultery to stop. He wants the scoundrels in politics right now to turn from their wicked ways. He wants that. That is his first desire. He wants you to stop hating on your sister-in-law and mother-in-law and your ex, your spouses, your exes, your lovers, your whatever, you know, the gay people in your church. I mean, whatever your beef is in life, it's like lay that thing down and get on with truth speaking in love. And sometimes, sometimes that does mean drawing a line in the sand and erecting a border around your, your mind, your heart, your family, your proximity, your neighborhood, your home, your state, your, uh, our country. Hello? Hello? Borders matter. And fences make great neighbors. They just do. I literally want to put my dog in my neighbor's backyard. <laughs> you guys probably can't even hear her, but I do. I'm just like 10 pounds of holiness right there. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you lawfare matters. I'm telling you that some of you are going to be coming up against some behemoths and leviathans in your in your jobs. Some of you are, I mean, some of you physicians are being challenged right now to go against your own conscience. Because your civil liberties, according to this administration, are out the window. What did Joe tell us? Because he's not my president. And, and I don't mean that to be coy or uh, humorous or no, none of that, or to be even disrespectful. I'm not going to agree with a lie. I know this election was stolen. You will never convince me otherwise. You could hook me up to whatever and, and tell me that I need to say two plus two is five. Won't happen. Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States of America. So I'm personally not going to align myself with a lie. Now, he may be acting as the legitimate president, but he, in the spirit realm, he is not the legitimate president. So why would I agree with that? It's a malignancy. It's maligning. It is a lie. It's a lie. So stop agreeing with that. Now, in the matter of lawfare, some of you, and, and physicians particularly now, understand, you know, I read this amazing piece that I'll share um, online later this evening. Find it on Twitter, Telegram, or LinkedIn. I'm actually doing a lot more posting on LinkedIn as well. I am completely off of Facebook. You will not find me there. And I'm also no longer, not that I ever really did, uh, use my Instascam account. So I'm not interested. If I'm telling you not to be on those platforms, on those platforms in the way of TikTok and and I know y'all have so much fun on it and it's so funny and it keeps you entertained, you know, like little two-year-old toddlers with your phones and you're just your pots and pans and y'all are all excited because you have something to distract you from the reality of what's occurring around you, which makes you feel helpless and despondent or just completely enraged, right? And so entertainment is what got us into this. We've been entertained literally to death in this country. Let them eat cake. Give them some bread and entertainment. Good old-fashioned theater. Well, the joke's on us, America, because some of you are being canceled in your jobs of physicians who now understand what some of our bakers went through. I mean, who knew? 
whatever it came to your religious uh, liberties. What have I been saying for the past few weeks? And now there's a brilliant article. I cannot wait to share it with you. Please look it up on my social media platforms. Written by a brilliant physician in, I believe, Birmingham, Alabama. Talks about how your conscience as a physician is is literally being molested in this country right now. Well, welcome to the club, medicine. The same fight Baker's had over the religious uh, restoration, uh, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which is something Bill Clinton, coincidentally, uh, signed into law years ago on a federal level. And many states have it. Many states have that extra, I call it an extra protection. What it really is, is, is it places the burden on the state to prove that, you, that, that what you're practicing is somehow not within the state's best interest for you to be able to practice your religion as your religion calls for you to practice it. It's not even a matter of your conscience and what stays in your mind and your heart. It's how you exercise it that matters. So whether that is showing up to church, whether that is no longer performing um, abortions that are mandated in various ways, you'd be surprised, um, or or mandating vaccines, and you don't believe in that, that goes against your um, your God conscience. Well, hello, we live in a society where we've completely rejected God, so it shouldn't come as no surprise that our God conscience has been a little seared. On the governmental level, the Bible talks about that too. God's finally like, okay, fine. You guys want to keep going down this road? No problem. I'm just going to give you over to it. Well, this is a whole lot of fun, isn't it? I mean, what we're seeing happen in this country is, it doesn't really move me as much as what I have to really guard my heart over is grief. Because when grief festers, it becomes a wound and it festers into anger, anger and wrath. And if you can be angry and not sin, good luck. I'm not very good at it. I'm just going to tell you. You've heard my podcasts. You've seen me on the air. I mean, even today on Stu's show, I mean, I was livid. The more I talked about it, the more livid I became because I see people as being held captive. And, and law does need to be adjudicated. Back to the lawfare. Law needs to be adjudicated. So... What does that mean? That means that you guys need to start paying attention to your AG races. Your attorney generals are more important than you could possibly ever imagine. I'm talking about your state-level attorney generals. And if you don't think the New World Order has infiltrated those campaigns, you are asleep at the wheel because they have. But you know what? God only needed 300 to beat hundreds of thousands and George Soros's dollars and Bill Gates land grabs and vaccines and killing people all over the world with, uh, you know, experimental drugs, allegedly. There you go. There's my disclaimer, lawfare. Um, allegedly. I mean, there are some places in the world Bill Gates is not welcome to come. That should tell you something. I mean, all of a sudden you show up with needles and people start dropping like flies. Hello? You know, two plus two, again, is four. So, but all of that pales in comparison to God. And we have brilliant, brilliant God-fearing men and women in the legal profession, which is extremely important. The legal profession is very important to where we are right now because things are lawless. They are out of control. Up is down. Good is evil. Evil is good. It is nuts. 
the entire judiciary of Florida has been called into question. Excuse me, which you can see that entire show on Stu Peters' uh, channel on on redvoicemedia.com. Go look it up. The Florida judiciary, from the top, from the rooter to the tutor, has been exposed as undeniably corrupt. Someone needs to get that broadcast to Governor DeSantis immediately. I don't even know if you can send it to the state's AG. I, I don't know if that person's been implicated. I would imagine there's probably some question there. But as it pertains to their judiciary, it is off the chain corrupt. And there's evidence to that. That is not a false accusation. I don't believe in falsely accusing people. Misinformation is not the same as disinformation. You have to learn that so that you won't be bitter whenever people get it wrong. It's really important. Do you not waste your time being bitter and being afraid? Well, who am I supposed to believe? Well, I mean, who are any of us supposed to believe? You know, you do your research and you pray for discernment and you pray for wisdom and you connect dots. You go back into history and you look into people's histories. You look into people's not so distant history, right? Do you really think that people like Nancy Pelosi want to be in politics their entire lives? Has it ever occurred to you that mm, some of those people have just been appointed to lifetime positions by people who want to control other humans? It's really not that hard. I realize the learning curve is steep. I do. I realize that. And I do have compassion for that because it would be extraordinarily arrogant of me to sit here and judge anyone who has not been involved in politics, in government. We should all be involved civically. That is an indictment on all of us. Myself first. Me first. I was not involved in anything civic until my daughter, while I was homeschooling her, took an interest. I started calling the Neil Bort Show on WSB, my my flagship station where I first started in radio, terrestrial radio, here in Atlanta, Georgia, 95.5 FM, AM 750. So she would call into Neil Bortz and talk to Neil, and he was like, Alex, let me ask you something. Are you homeschooled? Do you go to a government school? And she's like, no, sir, I'm homeschooled. He's like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, because she actually took an interest in learning. She wasn't competing in a jungle called a uh, a government school where what matters most is who's sleeping with who, who's done which drugs, and which person has gone to third base, and which person got pregnant, which one doesn't, and, and which one has the right shoes, and which one has the coolest hair, and which one's pants are further on the ground, and, you know, who can beat who up. And, I mean, it is nuts. It is not an environment conducive to learning. And God forbid if your kid gets ahead. If y'all still believe that crap, no child left behind. <laughs> what? I learned that like 15 years ago. It's more like no child gets ahead. That's how the system's set up. And I don't care if you're black, white, purple, gold. It doesn't matter. That's how the system is set up. So trust me, my fellow uh, my, my fellow Americans who are uh, black, male and female, it's not just your kids who get the raw end of the deal whenever it comes to the education system. It is a system. It is worse than the penal system, in my humble opinion, because it creates little criminals. Because it's an enterprise run by criminals. <laughs> There's entirely too much money. For, we just keep throwing money at it. Well, just, you know, more allocation of funds. For what exactly? For what? Who's making the most money? Not our teachers. I can tell you that. Those guys. Oh, my gosh. 
having to buy their supplies. Where's all that money going? And still cheating on exams and cheating our kids out of the education that we say we want them to have. But come on now, we live in an era of antichrist. Antichrist has been in the earth since Jesus. He said it. The one to come, the one that's here now. Mm-hmm, well, it's still here. Don't believe me? Turn on the news. So when it comes to lawfare, I want you to pay attention to this organization. I want you to follow them anywhere you can. Okay? America First Foundation, Matt Whitaker. Look him up. Anything you can do if you are in the legal profession and you are a constitutional, constitutionally minded, I don't know if it's conservative only. I imagine there are plenty of Americans who look at what's happening in the country and think to themselves, yeah, I thought I was a Democrat, but uh, this is a little crazy. <laughs> so if if you are avowed to the Constitution, you are avowed to God first and America always. That's my new mantra. God first, America always. Then I highly suggest that you reach out to this entity and see what it is you can do to partner with them, assist them in fundraising efforts, whatever it is, time, talent, treasure. This is very important right now. I cannot stress it enough. And no, I'm not paid to say that. I have not even spoken with Mr. Whitaker yet, but I sure do look forward to it because I'm going to have him on the show and he's going to tell us all about his endeavor and his efforts and how we're taking the country back from lawlessness. There is hope. God is raising a remnant. And believe me when I tell you, it is a remnant out here. And it's a big one. It is a big one. We're not small in numbers. It feels like it. Because the news bloviates everything. And just blows it all up and blows it all out of proportion so that we're afraid of everything, including our neighbors. Speaking of afraid, I've been very impressed with and and just so satisfied watching the people of Canada and Italy and other countries who are just like, dude, we are so done with this lockdown crap and you telling us what we can and can't do and where we can and can't go. And I mean, I'm telling you, there are plenty of countries that are about to go full blown kinetic on each other and their governments because they've had enough of the shamdemic. It's an, it's an endemic is where we are now. This whole, and, and who do you think, who do you think categorizes uh, the level of 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 demic that we're dealing with, whether it's an epidemic or a pandemic, and there's there are dollars attached to every assignment. Every classification comes with its own set of monetary systems. Even here in the states, your states who are still, why do you think Whitmer up there is still? You know, we got to wear a mask. There's federal funding coming to states that are still under pandemic status. I don't even know that Brian Kemp's given up his emergency status here in the state of Georgia. Even though he's opened the state up again, I don't know that he's given up his emergency powers, his status. And believe me, there's a lot of power that comes with that. That is something that your state legislatures need to be working on like yesterday. You need to be working with people smarter than your average bear who understand how to take the power back from these governors who hide, cloak themselves in classifications like pandemic. They're power grabs is what they are because there's money involved. And they want states, they they want their respective states to have money. They create slush funds with it. We see what happened with the PPE here in the state of Georgia. It is a train wreck. It is a mess. There are still investigative journalists doing their, their jobs on, on that whole story right now 
and where money went and supplies went and who got kickbacks and who didn't. I mean, it is a boondoggle. It is crazy. It is kabuki theater at its worst. And if you're tired of living in a banana republic, which we've literally lived in for less than four months already, y'all better get busy. This is not the time to sit back and wait for other people to do your job for you. Speaking of jobs, I'm going to leave you with this. And good and good names, having a good name. So something that I posted today that I feel is very important is the admonition to raise, what is it, Ephesians 6 and, hold on. I'm so bad with addresses. You guys know that. I posted it this morning, and I really thought I was going to remember it, but the joke's on me. Um, but it's important. It's so little. Ephesians 6 and 4. Ha, I was right. Ephesians 6 and 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I talked about this last week a little bit, what it means to disciple your children, to discipline them, to disciple them. I want to really encourage you fathers who are frustrated. Maybe you have lost your job. I don't know, maybe you're on divorce number three. I have no idea. Maybe you feel guilty about your family's breaking up or you feel like a loser. I have no I, I, I have no idea of what you individually are dealing with right now, but I can tell you on the whole, you're not alone. I don't know if that brings you comfort, but you are um you are absolutely not alone. There are plenty of men who are in your boat who I mean You don't even know what to think. I want to implore you to please get in your Bible and get under your covering of Jesus Christ as the leader of your home. You have help. You're not alone. As a man, you have help in the way of your Heavenly Father and His Son and His Holy Spirit. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you haven't done. I don't care where you failed. I don't care what your successes are. I don't care whatever the roadblocks are, whether it's success or failure, because success can equally roadblock you as much as failure from humbling yourself. Even in failure, pride sets itself up to say, well, I'm just not worthy. Or no, I got to do it myself. The Lord helps those that helps them. So that is ridiculous. That is nowhere in your Bible, by the way. Nope. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And the woman, you know, looks to you as the head of the household and you are to be looking to Christ. He is where your help comes from. So I really want to encourage you fathers. And even if you're not a father, if you're a pet owner, I don't care, whatever, you're a young man who listens to me. You're not even married. I want to encourage you to get into the practice now as a single man of getting under the tutelage of your heavenly father because he sees you and he knows you and he loves you. It will keep you from going to all kinds of false comforters, especially women. It'll keep you from going to alcohol, porn, workaholism, um, you know, sports as your idol, your God, you know, all types of distractions. And I'm not saying that, uh, dating or sports or working hard or having a cocktail or a beer with the guys. I'm not saying that that's uh, sinful or a bad thing. 
you know, it's everything in, in on, on the balance scales, right? Everything balanced. Go read through Ecclesiastes. There's a scripture in there that always astounds me that talks about not being too holy. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, what? Mm-hmm. It's like, be balanced in all things, right? Don't think of yourself as too wise. Don't be too smart. Don't be too dumb. Don't be too this. Don't be too that. And I mean, what wisdom? That's awesome. It should help us take a load off, but you know, humanism won't let you have a break for the day. So I want to encourage you to take a break, daddies. Take a break, men. Take a break by getting under the shade tree of your father. He created you. He knows where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are. He knows your failures already. So if you've got something that you need to confess, do it. Don't wait. Do it now. Get it off your chest with your heavenly father. I don't care if you're on the toilet, if you're in the car, if you're fishing on the lake, if you're, you know, driving to work on the train, uh, you're in an airplane, you're on a flight, whatever. I, I don't care where you are. Purpose it in your heart to hand over your burdens to God and ask him to help you. And he will. We need you. We need men. Don't listen to what society is telling you. We need you. We need you to be sober. We need you to be humble and submitted to God. If you want to bring this country back, your guns are not going to save you in reconstructing this country. I'm just telling you they're not. And I'm a gun girl. But your guns are not going to reconstruct the nation. There's a time and a place for everything. Ecclesiastes talks about that as well. I'm not a warmonger, but I do believe there's a time to fight. And I believe right now it's the time for us to rise. And it has to start with our men. You have to lead the way. Because you were given that charge from the beginning. And God never took that back. He never took that back from you. And you may stumble and you may trip uphill and it's okay. And if you're married to some naggy wife, pray for her too. If she can't just let you have a moment of oops. And I don't, you know what I mean by that, right? Like some of y'all just make really dumb decisions. You're just neglectful. And, you know, your wife should be praying for you too, but she's going to follow your lead. If she's not a godly woman, she don't know what the heck you're doing. Pray for her too. There's a lot of power in that spiritually. You, Oh man, I wish... Wish you knew how much power you had. Oh, get in your word. Get in your Bibles. You have so much authority in the spirit realm. Men, men have the authority. And women do too, by the way. But if you're in a family unit, you have your respective offices. Your wife is there as your helpmate. She's there as your peripheral vision. That's why you have a wife. That's why you have a partner. Because two are better than one. And the word says that, and I believe it. I've lived as one for over 22 years. And trust me when I tell you, God has been faithful. Christ has been faithful. So I haven't been completely alone. I can't say that. But I have gone through most of my life alone uh, in the physical sense. But in the spiritual sense, mm-mm. I've always had a helpmate. I've had a perfect father, a perfect husband, You know, the Old Testament talks about God being the husband to the backslider. I could write a book on backsliding. Like I wrote the book on backsliding and I'm not proud of that. But better yet, the book that would come out of that is God's faithfulness to the backslider. And if that's you, he's just as faithful to you as he is to me. And I know a lot of you men struggle with that. So I want to encourage you to pick up your mat Get up and walk. 
He's calling you to be whole and to be healed. Get down in that water and let him cleanse you and rinse you off from everything that has seared your conscience, everything that has separated you from yourself, from him, from others, from love, from forgiveness, from mercy, from success, from being able to fail well. And let him wash you and put you back together again. That's where your help comes from. All right. I love you guys. Until tomorrow. God willing, the creek don't rise. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. (laughs) We're living in the Terminator days. (laughs) But God is bigger than Arnold's. Uh, Yeah. Arnold's biceps. I love you guys so much. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. (laughs) Coming to a state near you. So if you want to see me, let me know. Because I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Like starting next week. All right. Remember, if you're an American, act like one. Yeah.